it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. Don't let that team stand in the way. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going. Devin Smith got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh, for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. Yes. This is the Buckeye Show. Yes, it is. Happy Tuesday to all you fine Buckeye fans out there. I am Timmy Hall. We've got a lot of fun things to talk about tonight with where we are with this football program, with Kyle McCord being in the transfer portal. That was the big news that came down to start the week. I don't know if any of us were completely surprised about that now after you know getting a moment to assess how the season actually went, what the standard for playing that position is here at Ohio State. I said this on yesterday's show, and I'll, I'll reiterate it. I think where I was... It's always going to be a little bit surprising to see your starting quarterback. You know, you have an 11 and one season. If you kind of take away what game that was that you didn't win and what the, the bigger picture things are with the losing streak to Michigan and how you haven't been able to even get to the Big Ten championship game in a few years, it, it does, of course, of course, become a different picture when you factor all that in. But to have a starting quarterback who went 11 and one here, and then all of a sudden he's gone and he's got eligibility left, and he clearly wants to still play some college football and he's not going to the pros, this is sort of a, this is a new precedent. I guess I didn't really think about that yesterday or as we've already been talking about Kyle McCord going into the portal. This is a first here. But, you know, there's a first time for everything. And, the way that he played dictated this decision and how Ohio State has to improve. They couldn't just they couldn't just go into next year knowing that he was the guy. Whether it was Devin Brown, and I don't know if he's ultimately the guy either, which is why this Cotton Bowl game gets a little bit more interesting with the guys that are already in the building. Who takes most of the snaps there? Does it become Devin Brown's full game? Do we see Lincoln Keenholes? I feel like I want to see that guy because we know, we know where this is going. We certainly know that that transfer portal, it is, it is the Wild West out here and Ohio State is taking full part in it. So again, it's still, everything looks to the quarterback position when you have that going on for good reason. It's the most important position in sports. You need to make sure that you get a guy that is about the right things, that is really going to cherish the rare opportunity that has popped up here. I mean, you think about it, too. Like You think about all the, the depression and everything that we're going through now, not being in the college football playoff, going into a fourth year. I mean, didn't play that game in, in 2020, and we all have our thoughts and reasons why it didn't happen with the pandemic and Maybe Michigan using that as more of a crutch than we thought at the time. But you're going to go back to 2019. It's the last time you won this game. And you're going to get an outsider. That's been a thing for a lot of people. I've heard, I've heard opinions from a lot of you guys out there in the fan base. And I know some of you have brought that up and pointed to some of the reasons that this program is lacking in that game and it's because there's not enough Ohio-born kids that are taking part in it. And I I don't want to disappoint you guys because I'm an Ohioan now. We're raising our family here. This is home. I understand what this rivalry means. And I can understand how locals, people that grew up here, do have a 
greater sense of appreciation, but that also, I don't think they're looking away from Ohio kids to begin with. That That's, I, I believe, where I want to begin with that sentiment. I don't think there's some act, active thing where they're going against Ohio players to look elsewhere. This is this has been the way of college football recruiting for quite some time here. You either have to recruit nationally, and if you're an Ohio State-type program that wants to compete at the highest level and be competing for a national championship every single year, which is what we all want to be, then you have to cast a wide net. I still think it's on everybody else in that building collectively to get of the right mindset. I'm trying to set my brain to it. I'll use Duke and North Carolina basketball as an example there because, I mean, I didn't grow up in North Carolina. I would have never had really that much of a thought of it. Work sent me out there, and I got to see it. I got to feel it. I got to be a part of it in small ways. But I could understand just from talking to players, you know, guys that were recruited nationally, kids that grew up in California, Kids that grew up in Oregon, in Florida, in the South, in Texas, the Midwest, wherever. But when you feel that, just just like it is with Ohio State and Michigan, we're talking about one of the biggest rivalries in sports, not just college football. I don't think that's the end-all, be-all. If you're the right type of guy with the right type of character and you're in it to win football games and make statements, win for your team, win for yourself, if you want to be... If you want to just be proud about what you've done, that right guy is likely going to be in this transfer portal. Everybody does want to initially think that the guys that are in it are running away from something. I don't know if that's exactly the case. Some Sometimes that might be true, but I still want to fall back on what my early thoughts were on this system and that if the people that were making the money get to switch jobs and take different positions to better themselves and better their careers. We all like to think that we've got freedom in America, freedom to do what's best for us, what's best for our families, what's best for our education. You might think that the education part is falling by the wayside. It might seem like that on the outside looking in. I think there are examples out there where some of these guys actually care about playing football and getting that education. I know and I know when we're going to talk about a starting quarterback and who gets to come in here for Ohio State it's going to be more about the football but that still doesn't mean that this guy is not going to get it and is not going to understand what an incredible opportunity this is how how could you not see that this is crazy right What's going to be there? The chance to walk in here and in one offseason be the guy to take over this team, the Ohio State Buckeyes, quarterback them for a season, maybe two. Who knows? Depending on who they wind up searching for, if it's not one of these dudes that's going to use it as one year of eligibility and get his NFL draft film ready and head on out, you don't know. You just don't know at this point. That's why when we're talking about Riley Leonard from Duke, Cam Ward from Washington State, everybody's got their own thoughts. There's a lot of rumors that are swirling around. I do think this is sort of like a free agency silly season where checking Twitter all the time might not be the best thing. (laughs) If you're looking for hard information on what's actually going to happen. But it's, it's a little bit fun. 
it's it's a little bit fun because you know for those of us that wanted to see some better play from the quarterback position and that's that's basically all of us right you're used to Justin Fields you're used to Dwayne Haskins you're used to CJ Stroud you're just you're used to a certain type of player that can go and put up points and we've we have taken it for granted you know it's all been pushed onto the defense for them to get it done and and it should have been you know it that sort of fell by the wayside as the offense spiked I guess the want to, the desire, maybe the care, and you, nobody would ever admit that, right? That would be silly. I'm sure they would all tell you they're practicing just as hard, working just as hard. Maybe that offense would, would beat them up in practices. Maybe the defense would win days. But sooner or later, when your offense is putting up 45 or 50 points, maybe maybe you fall asleep a few more times. And then that just sort of breeds bad habits. And then, as we've seen they would pop up and catch you at the worst possible time. So we've just been used to a certain type of quarterback play. And now, which is right, and it's no offense on Kyle. I mean, I would like to hope if I was in the office when Ryan Day and McCord had the conversation that it was it could have been a little uncomfortable because those are uncomfortable conversations, but at least respectful, right? Respectful, open, and honest about what this place is, what the standard is. It just has to be. It has to be like we were talking about on on Common Man and T-Bone today. It's a big year for the man in charge next season. It's a huge year. This year was a big year, and it didn't happen. There's a new athletic director coming in. We're hearing a chorus of people that have already wanted him out. They wanted him out last year when they didn't beat Michigan. But again, it just feels... It feels hard to do when you're 11 and 1 to talk about firing the coach, but you don't know how much longer this will go on. The format of college football is changing. We've talked about that. Don't know what that does per se in terms of locking into a coach when he's not winning the games that you want him to win, the important ones, the Michigan game, which still will be important when we go on into the future. But they're showing to you, which is the fun part, that they're going to shop around and improve the quarterback position. They will bring somebody in here. It's going to be an immediate upgrade. The numbers at that position will go up. I don't know exactly if they're going to be able to be the highest bidder for the number one quarterback on their list, but that portal is wide open, and there was probably another player that went in it 15 seconds ago. That's just how it goes right now. So we certainly wish Kyle McCord the best. And hopefully it's a situation that works out for everybody. I wonder, I do wonder, just my quick thought on his development in the future. I don't know if he's got the highest ceiling. He had a nice season here, but wherever he goes, likely the talent is going to be a drop in almost every spot. Offensively, offensive line, weapons around your tight end, your running back room. It could be harder for Kyle McCord. I just don't know if he's got the mobility. I don't see him as an NFL guy, certainly. I don't know if the the footwork is there, escapability in the pocket. Certainly the element of the quarterback run is not with him. But you were able to have a nice season with this guy. And it was 11-1 and and it just wasn't good enough. It just wasn't good enough to get you over the hump. Imagine what Ohio State's offense would have been like with an elite quarterback. 
My buddy Ryan Baker is back there running the show. Ryan had a chance to be up in Canton this weekend doing some work for the high school football state championships. And he got a firsthand look at some of these guys that are coming in to Ohio State's program. We also want to whip it around and take you on the trail and get you caught up with some of the portal visits and recruiting visits that are in line here in the near future. That's coming up. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. If you miss a live show, you can catch the podcast. If you miss the podcast, our hosts have volunteered to have dinner with you. Ah, the meatloaf! Hating Michigan is our favorite national pastime. This is the Buckeye Show. Yes, it is. I've got to give them credit, too. Those Wolverines have us in a little bit of a tizzy. <laughs> Doing a lot of things here with this football program. Guys in the portal, quarterbacks gone, hunting for a new one. Crazy times here in college football in 2023, going into 2024. Yes, uh, we are brought to you by our friends at CareSource here on the Buckeye Show. We thank them for sponsoring this lovely radio program. We will have some things for you to win, so do not go anywhere. Before the show is done here, before we break for the segment and get to the jackets, we've got some goodies for you. i got a bunch of Ohio State tickets that you can win, but... Hey, it's a Tuesday. It's as good a night as ever to check out some recruiting things with the Buckeyes. We do it now. The best kind of power is star power. Let's go on the trail. Sponsored by High Bank Restaurants. Dine, drink, distill. All right, so we're looking at visits now, and it's going to be a busy time for Ohio State. And first thing that I that I wanted to hit on was this four-star 2024 defensive tackle. It's Carlin Jones. He uh, was talking to the guys over at 11 Warriors. He's beyond excited for an Ohio State official visit next week. And like most of these defensive linemen, there's been a lot of talk about Larry Johnson as a coach. And is he getting too old? I I think that's crazy. I think whenever he is ready to be done, then that's when he's ready to be done. That's the kind of clout that that man has earned with everybody that he has recruited and developed here at Ohio State. So, I mean, it was a big miss when Justin Scott got flipped. That was a five-star defensive tackle. So you need to do some work and get some guys back in here. Already in that defensive line room, the Buckeyes have in the 2024 class, Edric Houston, big-time prospect, and Eric Mensa. So this is going to be big for the Buckeyes to get somebody in here. My man Ryan Baker is back there. Ryan, I know, uh, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see Carlin Jones at all or watch some film, but doing the... The in-state games up in Canton this past week, and you saw a lot of Ohio State's Ohio kids performing. Yeah, for sure. And one thing on Carlin Jones, this is a kid that Ohio State has been in on. Even though he was committed to Nebraska, he decommitted last week. So it seems like the reason is he wants to end up here at Ohio State for sure. But you talk about the kids uh, in Ohio that I got to saw this week up at the state championship. Uh, Four of them. Four kids coming to Ohio State, won state titles. The Armstrong twins, Deontay and Devontae, on that huge, massive mm-hmm. Cleveland St. Ed's Saint line. Ed, yeah. They beat Springfield, who has another Ohio State commit, Aaron Scott, as well. He was actually playing a lot of wildcat quarterback for Springfield in this one. He's coming here as a defensive back. And then Glenville's Demarion Witten and Bryce West won a state title. Uh, they won the D4 state championship, uh, beating Kettering Alter. Who is your favorite out of all those guys? 
guys. Well, Bryce West, we didn't get to see, unfortunately, because he's missed the last three weeks now with a shoulder injury. Right. So and leave, they didn't leave need Bryce. Him. Aaron Scott has been, it was the other big defensive yeah, back prospect. Sure. Kind of heard Aaron Scott and Bryce West included in the same conversations because of the yeah. position. But either way, Scott was anybody else, one of the Armstrong guys on the line? Anybody stand out? The guy that impressed me the most was Demarion Witten. He's a guy that's committing to Ohio State as a tight end, but plays wide receiver for this Glenville team. Will shift in as a tight end sometimes. He was un coverable. He's just I mean, a freak, huh? He ran routes that were ridiculous. There's a lot of uh, word that once Brian Hartline gets his hands on Witten, he's going to want to keep him as a receiver. Probably someone kind of in the David Boston, G. Scott kind of role. You know, a big body. But man, he was uncoverable in that game. Alright, so you saw him. Do you agree with his 24-7 sports profile height and weight of 6'4", 215? Because I know a lot of this can change with these young men that are changing their bodies all the time every week it seems every bit of it every bit of it every bigger you think and there i don't i don't know about bigger because when i saw him on the field i know what ohio state does with guys when they get there but when i saw him i thought this guy's a wide receiver not a tight end and man he runs routes like it it's hard to honestly keep track before the nfl announcements come out you've seen how much depth ohio state has lost in the portal already But you don't want to freak out about that because this is pretty much we freak out here and now, but every year this is going to continue. And I think what it should do is for all the guys that are that are in top line spots, your eyes get even bigger. So I think the type of performance that you want to put out on the field in the Cotton Bowl, if you're a guy that's definitely coming back and there's no better option being a starter at any position, if you're close to being a starter at any position here at Ohio State, that is extremely valuable for getting to the next level. So you look around the defense, some of the linebackers that are up and coming, a C.J. Hicks kind of guy. You look at Jermaine Matthews on the back end as a DB who showed you what he can do, flashed and had that pick six earlier in the season. Guys like that, it'll be great for. I wonder, you know, ultimately... You know, if we're going to get some some different looks on the offensive line, because we're always looking at the offensive line. One other quick nugget to a five-star 2024 offensive tackle, Jordan Seaton. He's going to make an official visit this weekend. So anytime you got a five-star on campus, I don't care what position it is, that's always going to be a big thing. He's six foot five. He's 287 pounds. And he's got the Buckeyes in a top seven that's got Bama, Colorado, Tennessee, Oregon, Florida, and Maryland. So there you go. Coach Prime is in on the mix there, so you always got to watch out for him. If you got all those schools on you, you're probably pretty darn good player. And we got a lot going on uh, around the block O, don't we? Just a busy week. I saw Chris Holtman had a press conference today. We will get you some clips from that when we warm you up for the game against Miami, Ohio tomorrow. Women's hoops tonight. Women's hoops against the Bobcats at home tonight. So get out there to the Schottenstein Center if you got nothing else going on. That'll be a great bit of fun. And before uh, before we wrap it up here, I'll uh, I'll send you guys off with uh, a chance to win some Buckeye hockey tickets. So that's going to be great. Buckeye men's hockey, always a good show at the Schottenstein Center. And when you've got the Minnesota Golden Gophers, you know you're going to get to see some of the best hockey in America. So that's going to be nice. I, I really am pleased to go back to men's basketball for a second there. I know this is early, but it, it feels different. I'm, I'm not going to put the cart ahead of the horse. I've said that many, many times already on the show here, and I won't do it. I mean, you can get real with it when they're, say, five games above 500 in Big Ten play. The end of the week, hopefully they're 2-0. and 
You you beat Miami, Ohio. You always got to watch out for these bye games. They had a road win against Marshall. So again, like you look at their record, you're going to say you got to win, you got to win, you got to win. And I agree, but these mid-major teams are coming in and beating Power 5 programs all over college basketball. So it speaks to your focus and your readiness if you don't get clipped. And I don't think Ohio State will tomorrow, but then Penn State on the road for a chance to get to 9-1 and a 2-0 and start, that, that'd be great. But here you go. 614-821-9710. The first two callers. Winner gets two tickets to see Ohio State and this Buckeye hockey team take on Minnesota Friday, December 8th at the Schottenstein Center. It's country night, so get the flannels, jeans, and cowboy boots for a fun night filled with country music and hockey. And the Jackets are up next here on The Fan. The Buckeye Show is sponsored by CareSource. Proud to be your home for Ohio State Athletics. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination.